This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series on the Honeymoon series. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope you've enjoyed the content thus far and are continuing to enjoy the instalments that are being brought to you whilst I am, of course, away at the moment. Thank you for the continued support. Thank you for everybody that's clicked the video, just watched it. Thank you even more to those that have liked the video. And of course, if you're new to the channel and this is your first experience of TGT, this is not usually what we do, but uh, I hope you've been enjoying the content anyway and that you've decided to subscribe off the back of it. We're very close, I think, to hitting 39,000. We may have already hit it. Who knows? Um, I'm not going to know until I get back, of course, or what everything is kind of happening. But uh, if you could subscribe as you help us towards 40,000 subscribers for sure, I would very, very much appreciate it this show is called our tier list episode now we've done a few of these over the course of the summer transfer window where usually in a live studio setting what i would do is is have up a different kind of position for a transfer target we're going for and go through a lot of the players we've been linked to and then get the thoughts of you guys in the chat box now of course with this being pre-recorded this is going to be slightly different now the benefit that we do have is that this show is being premiered which means it's coming out as if it is live so there is a live chat box alongside things if you're watching this on playback or on audio platforms obviously you won't have that but what you can do especially on youtube if you're watching on playback is leave your thoughts and feelings in the comment section below uh, what i'm going to do is i'm going to leave a list of the players in the description which you can just copy and paste hopefully maybe only if you're on uh if you're on uh, desktop, but uh, what you've had to do is copy and place the list of the players, and then you can tell me which category you would put those players into. So let me show you what I'm talking about. Basically, we have five tiers. We have the top tier, which is the players that have done brilliantly well for Arsenal this season. We're not doing transfer targets. We're doing all the players that have been at the club this season. Um, so the top tiers for those best ones, nearly faultless, have just been brilliant. Very good is for the category of players that have, as it says on the tin, been very good. Uh, I wouldn't put necessarily as the, the best of the best, but they've still been very good for us this season. Decent is kind of those that I think are like, yeah, I think they've been pretty good. Perhaps that's where we're going to get the most crossover between people that think that we're you know, that maybe we disagree with some of the choices, but they've been decent for us. Um, could do better, but decent. The next one is needs to improve uh, in the sense that there is areas of their game I think they've been a bit lackluster that they need to get better in and, 
you know, at the moment, they're probably performing at just below average of what we would expect. And then lastly, there is the not good enough or the not played. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be fair to put too many players into the not good enough category if they hadn't played so far this season. Now, what we've got is a list of the outfield players thus far. Some of them, like Reese Nelson, Carl Hine, aren't on there uh, for what should really be obvious reasons. There are still some on there that haven't played, and we'll get to them shortly. Um, and you may be asking why the tier list is in the certain colours that they are. Let's be honest, Arsenal's red so if you're red you go to the top of the tier if you're as closer to the spurs color as possible you're at the lower end of the tier that's how this works so without further ado we'll start off with aaron ramsdale now what we're going to do is we put these usually into the middle of the uh the screen so it's not we put them in the category just highlighting who we're talking about so aaron ramsdale and, and by the way, while we're doing this, make sure if you're watching this live, you're putting where you would put Aaron Ramsdale into each category. So for me, I think that Aaron Ramsdale so far this season has had uh, a mixed campaign thus far. Um, I think there's been moments where I thought he could have been better. There's shots that I think he could have saved, arguably, the Madison goal against Leicester. But I still think that his distribution has been good. I think that he's been you know, a stalwart player in the team. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the top end of decent though. I don't think he's necessarily out like he's he's shining by any means or he's kind of the Rams that we had at the start of the season last year. Um I wouldn't necessarily put him into very good just quite yet. Maybe once we get around to kind of seeing where everybody is we'll make some changes towards the end but my instinct at the moment tells me that I think I'd put Ramsdale in decent. Uh, Matt Turner uh, has only played one game for us against FC Zurich and of course I am by the way guys basing these all off of pre-Brentford so I'm recording this before the Brentford game so you should definitely be taking that into account when I'm rating these you might change your mind based upon what happened in the Brentford game perhaps Matt Turner came on and scored a hat-trick I don't know if that happened but if it did I'm sorry this is being pre-recorded ahead of the Brentford game so do take that into account when you're reading through and seeing what my choices are again Zurich Matt Turner I thought had a mixed performance you know uh, there was the incident with Gabriel I think that was more on Gabriel but he was a bit flappy didn't particularly command his box too great I think he needs to improve I'm not going to put him into the not good enough category based upon what I've seen in one game um, but for me he needs to improve Ben White, for me, has been very good. I don't know if I'd put him into the top tier alongside some of the others that I think have been as good as those in the top tier, but I think Ben White has been very good for us this season. Playing out of position, really good at defending, could do more going forwards, but overall, I think Ben White has been very, very good, very solid, and certainly starting to put in the performances that you would say are worthy of what we paid for him. And absolutely ridiculous that he didn't get called up to the England squad by Gareth Southgate. And the fact that he might not even end up going to the World Cup, even if he plays every game up until the World Cup starts, would be absolutely criminal because um, he deserves to be in there. Takahiro Tomiyasu um, hasn't played too many games this season, has come off the bench a few times, did start the game in Zurich, and I thought he actually had a very good game against Zurich, but because he's not played enough games, I'm just going to put him into the decent category. I don't think I could put Tomiyasu any higher than that. I don't think he necessarily needs to improve, or I wouldn't put him in there. He's just been decent, and he had a good game, I thought, against Zurich, and has been decent when he's come off the bench as well. So yeah, Tomiyasu, quite an easy one, I think, goes towards the, the decent category. Cedric hasn't played so I can't put him in anything other than he's not played because he's not been involved so far this season really easy one to do but yeah he's just not played this season so I don't need to worry about putting him into any category thus far Rob Holding has played this season of course has played against Zurich and has come off the bench a couple of times I don't think he was bad at any point I don't think he necessarily needs to improve so again similar to Tommy Asu I think he just goes into the decent section it sounds like I'm really putting down 
Aaron Ramsdale at this stage, which I'm not doing. Uh, I just think that Aaron Ramsdale hasn't necessarily really wowed me so far this campaign. Gabriel, I think, happily goes into the very good section. Yes, I do know that he had that mistake that he did against Fulham, and that obviously would count against him. But other than that, I think he's been really solid for us still. Uh, Good defender, good distributor, right place, right time so much of the time. I think he's been very good. I think that Ben White has been better than him, but I think that Gabriel has still been very good for us. William Saliba, I don't think I don't need any much explanation, but he's going to the top tier section. The context around a 21-year-old coming in to start his first games for Arsenal right now, I think he has been brilliant. The composure on the ball, the speed in recovery. Yes, he had that own goal against Leicester. I think it was a little bit unfortunate and arguably there was a kind of a few finger pointing towards how Ben White deal with one of the crosses that came in that then led to that chance. Could have been better there, absolutely. But the way in which he's responded, I think, even still shows how top tier he has been for us. And there's a reason why that man's got himself a chance so early on in the season. But the speed, the power, the recovery uh, pace, the dribbling, the distribution... The, com- the commanding nature of how composed he is at the back, how intimidating he is for forwards. Saliba's been great, top tier. Man of the match against Crystal Palace, arguably man of the match in a couple of other games as well. He has been brilliant. The Bournemouth game, I remember in particular, was so good. Even though Bournemouth didn't really threaten too much, still really, really strong. And of course, the goal he scored in that game as well. Woof. Uh, Kieran Tierney, I think it probably goes into the decent section. Um, he's obviously started uh, a couple of games this season, including the game against FC Zurich, and was, of course, there when Zinchenko wasn't available um, for the game towards the, I think, one of our more recent games, to be fair. Um, he's starting to learn kind of this um, inverted-style fullback position. I wrote an entire piece about it on Football London, which you can go and read out there. But uh, basically, Kieran Tierney's kind of learning this new way of playing. And I thought he had a really good game um, against Zurich. But he's not played enough for me, I don't think, to necessarily to put him into the very good section. But I still think Kieran Tierney is a player that we'll be able to rely upon very, very happily uh, throughout the course of the season. Alexander Zinchenko, top tier. I mean, what a player we seem to have found ourselves in Alexander Zinchenko. He plays that inverted role so perfectly. He's the perfect kind of left back that Mikel Arteta is after. And what he wants from the team is someone that's going to be able to be composed on the ball, someone that can bring the ball out from the back very comfortably. He's been top tier for us this season. One of the best players we've had come into the side. And it's going to be interesting to see how many of the new additions to the team we put into that top tier section. Thomas Partey. He actually struggled a bit at the start of the season. Um, he was kind of being outshone by Xhaka, of course, who we'll come on to in a bit. But yeah, um, he's a tough one, actually, because he's so important to the team. Yet the first two games in particular, I thought, mm, I think that he's given... I mean, the the home game against Leicester was an absolute nightmare. He's given the ball away so much. But then he had a really good game against Bournemouth. Bournemouth was one of those games. If you don't watch Thomas Partey just for Thomas Partey and you're kind of watching the performance, you might think, oh, we didn't really do anything during that game. But then when you go back and watch the Bournemouth game and see how important Thomas Partey was, he was absolutely... If it was on that game alone, I'd put him into top tier because he was absolutely brilliant. But it's not. And he has, of course, suffered injuries, which has kept him out of the game. I'm going to put him into decent... Because, as I say, he had that world-class performance, in my view, against Bournemouth. He was amazing. And if you're thinking, what on earth is Tom talking about? Seriously, go back and watch that game and just watch it for Partey because he's unreal in that game. Um, I don't think I've put him in the needs to improve. Obviously, he's not played enough games either to put him into very good, I feel. But he's going to be a real asset to us moving forwards. Uh, Mohamed Elneny, again, has only really played one game. Um, I was tempted to put him into kind of the the not 
the not played section. He did play against Fulham and he was fine. I don't think he necessarily needs to improve. And it's one of those tough kind of middle grounds where you're like, he's, you know, I know he has played, but he's not played enough for really. So I'm going to put him in the not played section. I know he's only played one game so far this year. Um, I think that's fair to be fair because I've said I've put Tommy Asu and Rob Holding in decent. So yeah, you see, this is going to be a, a going back and forth with some of these selections. So I'll put him into decent because I've put Tommy Asu and Rob Holding, who've only had one start each as well, uh, into that too. I know that El Nenny's not really come off the bench this season, but yeah, I'll put him into decent. He was really good against Fulham. You know, he was exactly what we asked for from last season. Um, needs to be better going forwards, needs to progress the ball more, but you get what you get from El Nenny. So yeah, El Nenny goes into decent for me. Uh, Sambi Lakonga. Now, the thing about Sambi Lukonga is if he had the performance that he had against Aston Villa, against Man United, he would actually go for me in the very good. Because <laughs> against Aston Villa, he was very, very good. So strong in that game. Great at progressing the ball. Great at moving it forwards. But against Man United, those two key mistakes were, were a problem. Um, and they obviously cost us a couple of goals. So I could put him into the needs to improve section based upon that. But the thing is, is if you take away those two errors... Still, he was good against Manchester United. It was just those two errors that really let down his performance. So I'm really in between the decent and needs to improve. I think because of the fact he's only played two games and in one of them, he, he did lead to two key mistakes. And there are areas of game that I think he needs to improve in. I'll put him into the needs to improve, but he certainly goes above Matt Turner in that section. But that's I, I still feel as that's quite harsh on, on Lukonga, but I think it's probably fair comparing him, say, because Partey has been better uh, and whilst he was very good against Aston Villa, I think those key mistakes against Man United probably drop him down in the ratings list. But he's on the cusp. In fact, I might just lean him over this kind of rating here. He's kind of in between the two. So that's where I'm going to put Sambi Lukonga. Uh, Granite Xhaka has been top tier. He's not very good. He's been brilliant. Granite Xhaka has been by far the best uh, kind of midfielder in that deep position in the team between Partey and Elneny and himself and Lukonga. Jack has been brilliant this season. You, there is just no debate for me around this. He has been top, top tier. We've unleashed the best Granit Xhaka that we've seen at the club in a long, long time. He has his haters. He'll always have his haters. I, for one, am more open-minded about him whilst I wanted him out previously. If we have this Granit Xhaka that we've seen, there's no way that he leaves the club in the near future and we need to maintain this level from Granit Xhaka as long as possible because he has been Excellent. Fabio Vieira um, comes in, obviously, I think has not played enough games. He came on in the game against Man United and looked sprightly and he had a good game against Zurich. So I'm going to put him into the decent section. I don't think I can put him any higher or really lower than that um, because he, he hasn't made any key mistakes to me that have led to goals. He hasn't shown enough of me to be into very good. So he just kind of goes into decent. I guess I could put him into the kind of similar category as I've put Lukonga there halfway between the two. But he's not made those key errors like Lukonga has that led to those goals. So I'm going to put him into decent for me. Uh, Martin Odegaard has been, it's, it's, I, I want to say top tier. And I feel like that will come across as a bit biased for me because you guys know how much I love Martin Odegaard. But has he been as good as Granite Xhaka across all the games? I didn't feel as though he was really in the game against Crystal Palace. I don't necessarily think he was in the game as much as he has been in the Leicester game. Bournemouth game. Brilliant. Fulham game, brilliant. Even the Man United game, he produced some fantastic pieces of play. Um, I, I'm just struggling to to really jump on board with the idea of, of going into top tier. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to put him between the very good and top tier sections just here. And yes, I know I'm cheating the system, 
but I don't care. It's my channel. <laughs> so Odegaard is going between the very good and the top tier sections for me. I love the guy. I think he's so close to top tier. I just need to see more of those really world-class performances that he has put in across a longer kind of stretch of games rather than being a bit hot and cold at the same time. But he's very, very close to that top tier section for me. Emil Smith-Rowe, we've not seen enough from him, but when he's come on, he's not offered too much. I think at the moment he has to go into needs to improve. Um, he is of course, suffering with a, an injury at the moment. But when he's come on in games, he hasn't offered too much, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to put the needs to improve. That might seem a bit harsh. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll put him over Matt Turner in terms of uh, the order of that. But I think that's probably fair, uh, considering what he's done so far this season. He needs to show more, he needs to give more, and he needs to get fit. So I'm going to put him into the needs to improve. But I, I do feel a bit bad about that one. But Kai Saka has been decent. I don't think I can put him into very good. I think he's had some better performances. But across all of this, I think he has to go into decent. I mean, across all of the kind of players in the decent section, he's a bit similar to Ramsdale in this sense. I mean, I'm going to move all these players down other than Saka to make space for him. I, I just think that Saka has to go kind of here with Ramsdale. He's had some cold performances. He's had some much better performances like the Bournemouth game. Um, like in particular the Manchester United game, I thought he was a lot more dangerous. That was more of the Saka that we've come to see and, and, and want to see. But I can't put him in the same bracket as Ben White or Odegaard or close to that kind of level because he's just not been at that kind of level for me. Gabriel Martinelli has been excellent. Top tier for me this season. He has been so good. We've been challenging to ask him to add more goals to his game. He had three in his first three. He should have had a fourth against Man United if it wasn't for VAR wrongly ruling out that goal. By the way, let's just take that goal on its own before it was ruled out. The run, the pace, the control, the finish was excellent. His goals so far this season have been really, really good. I can't wait to see him. He deserved, in my view, to be in that Brazilian team. I know that Anthony's only just joined and had a strong start to the season with both Ajax and then a good game with Man United. But I don't see why Abraham Martinelli doesn't deserve to be in that Brazilian squad. He's versatile, great explosive power off the bench. If I was Chite, I'd be taking him. Um, but yeah, for me, top tier Martinelli has been absolutely excellent so far this season. A couple of things he could do better, of course, tracking back defensively against Man United. He was a little bit found out, but I think he's been top tier for me. Absolutely great. Marquinhos. I mean, he's only had one performance, but he got a goal and an assist. So I can't really put him in anything else other than very good. Uh, I'll put him at the bottom of the very goods because he's had one game, one goal, one assist, but he was very good in that game. Did the basics really, really well. Great cross for the uh, Nketiah's goal. Great finish when Nketiah set him up. So he kind of goes at the bottom of the very good, but he's been better than the performances of Tommy Asu and Holding and in their kind of cameos and Tierney. So yeah, Marquinhos goes into very goods. Who would have thought that at the start of the season when it would have been six games in that I'd have been putting in there? I know it's only one performance, but yeah, I, I can't really rate him any lower than that. I guess he kind of goes into the, the halfway between these two as a bit. I suppose that's probably fairer. But uh, yeah, we'll put him in kind of that halfway group between the two. Um, Eddie Nketiah, again, a goal and assist in that game uh, against uh, Zurich has come off the bench and been sprightly. Uh, I think I'd probably put him in kind of a similar category here to Marquinhos, halfway between very good and decent. He's been better than decent that game against Zurich in particular. He's come off the bench. He's been sprightly. The game against Fulham where he helped us really turn things around off the bench. He was great. He was brilliant when he came off the bench in that game. Uh, and I look forward to seeing more from him. Um, so yeah, he's in between the decent for me and very good. And when you think about that, I'm rating Marquinhos and Eddie Nketiah above Saka's performances this season. I suppose it's because of the context of just how highly I think of Saka and what I've come to expect from Saka, that what I've seen so far is kind of in the decent level below 
what I expect from him. That might seem harsh, but I, I don't think Saka's necessarily started the season all too strongly. So I think in the minutes that have been played by certain players, that's probably fair. And Gabriel Jesus, where on earth are we going to put him? I mean, I'm going to have to move all of these guys in the top tier down uh, just one place ever so slightly. There we go. Because, I mean, Gabriel Jesus doesn't go anywhere other than just top tier and the top of top tier. He has been Arsenal's best player this season. He's been absolutely fantastic. Already looking to be one of the best signings the club has ever made. You can't really put him anywhere else other than that top tier section. He has been so, 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 so good. Um, so, yeah. That's Gabriel Jesus. So our final listings in the top tier section, we've got Gabriel Jesus, William Saliba, Alexander Zinchenko, Granit Xhaka and Gabriel Martinelli. Halfway between those two, the top tier and very good, we've got Martin Odegaard. In very good, we've got Ben White and Gabriel Magalhaes. Uh, in the deep, well, halfway between very good and decent, we've got Marquinhos and Nketiah. In the decent section, we've got Ramsdale, Saka, Tomiyasu, Rob Holding, Tierney, Partey, Elneny and Fabio Vieira. Uh, needs to improve. We've got kind of Lacongra at the top end of that, bordering on decent. Emil Smith Rowe and Matt Turner, and then not played. We've got Cedric, um, and that is Arsenal team. Interesting. How many? Let's count quickly: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. And that's 22 players um, that have been involved so far this season for Arsenal. Um, we're waiting to see more from some of the more players off of our bench. Of course, Carl Hines not played. Uh, Cedric's not played. We've not seen Matt Smith yet get involved in anything so far. So, yeah, that's the team. That's where we're at. I'm quite happy with how things are going. I'm looking forward to seeing how the season progresses even more. We've got some players that I think are starring. We've got some players that have been very good. Um but yeah, I think we were in a great place going forwards. Obviously, I don't know what happened in the Brentford game. So maybe all of this means nothing contextually by that point. But I hope we've had a really good game in the Brentford one. But you just take these ratings with a bit of a pinch of salt because I did do these, of course, before that Brentford game. So let me know what you think. Let me know what changes you'd make. Leave your ratings down below in the comment section. Just type in all the players' names and then leave your comments on where you think they would go um but it's been a genuine absolute pleasure doing this show for you and all of the content this is actually the last one i'm recording for the honeymoon series all the rest are done so this is me finished all the content recorded and done and ready to go out across the next 12 days for me i know this is probably like six or seven days into it for you but uh it's been great doing all the pre-recording. So enjoy, sit back, relax, keep enjoying your 8am pieces of content. Leave your comments down below and I will see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.